careful with it, would you? And, uh, bye. Thanks for saving me from the Chuck Norris marathon with the snack run, Carly. No problem. Don't get me wrong. Sharing a motel room with him after a hunt is an awesome way to celebrate. But the man's choice in movies is iffy, even on a good day. What about mine? Digging into the law was not my idea of downtime after we cleaned out that nest. I'm coming back with nothing even remotely close to natural in it. Besides, you know I'm itching to take the wheel without your Mr. Backseat Driver and his comments. What? Someone's by the car. Of course. The one time he parks a mile away from the rooms. Really, Sandra? That's what you're going with for weapons? Well, Dean never uses them. Because throwing stars are as good of an idea as those films he makes you sit through. Oh, put the demon blade away. It's our old partner in crime. Hey, I guess you're wanting to tag along again? Well, come on in before Sam turns on the puppy dog eyes and makes me cave and bring him a salad, which I'm not going to do. I'm not a kale delivery system. All right. Well, you know Dean's house rules in baby. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole, and the ones in the back enjoy the ride, idling in the Impala. Hope you like meatloaf. For a snack? Music. Sandra. Music. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. This week's episode is a little bit different. We're bringing you some of our outtakes and ramblings from previous recording sessions. We thought you'd enjoy listening to some of our mayhem and madness. Well, Carly, it's it's really just you ranting about stuff. I mean, it kind of is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Sorry, not sorry. Nope. Never, never be sorry for your ranting. <laughs> so sit back and enjoy. It's nice to have AO3 um, as that sort of, you know, umbrella of protection, you know, like being transformative work and and feeling like it's a place you can put this stuff and not really have to worry about anyone, you know, coming coming after you, you know, so to speak, and, and just understanding that it's a place to share experiences, mm-hmm. thoughts. I, I, I don't know what I would, I don't think if I hadn't found AO3, I just don't think I would be as into fan fiction. I just, I just wouldn't because when my experience on Tumblr, it Tumblr's niche, you know, and it's very, I don't, I want to say clicky, but like, I couldn't really find and I, I didn't know how to navigate it. Tumblr's mm-hmm. like just, I don't know, it's, it's a whole other beast. And I was able to find some authors and then like find them on AO3. But the whole community just felt like I couldn't really get in there. Um, so like yeah. the levels, almost like, you know, tiers of, of, of fanfic authors. And also like, I mean, not to not to knock Destiel, but like, that's all you find, like, you know, in terms of Dean Winchester and Castiel, like that's like, that's the ship on AO3. Like there's what, like a hundred thousand, I think there's a hundred thousand fix. I remember, I think Misha had made a comment that 
you know, yeah. Destiel's got like that much. And so then to be like, well, you know, I appreciate Destiel and I, I do understand that, you know, at the, in the show it's, it's canon, you know, at least in, and again, we could get into whole um, discussions about that. Cause I know we've done that before threadwise. Yeah. But, I mean, if you squint a little, yeah, bit. if you squint, <laughs> but you know, I appreciate that that's canon and that people express themselves through that, but I want to express myself in a way where, you know, I, I want Dean Winchester, you know, primarily to be getting down with a female. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's what I really like and enjoy to read. And you have to do digging to really find it and find authors that, that love that too, and express that, but you know, it's there, it's possible. I think there was more of it from what I was finding on Tumblr, but then to be able to find it, use tags to find it on AO3 was it was just, I was like, yay. It was like, you know, the heavens opened up. I'm like, oh, look, I can find some stuff that I really, you know, that I really love and enjoy. Uh, yeah. To write about. I ended up on AO3 um, sort of bookmarking various tags. So I have, I have Supernatural like favorited. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're on like the main page, not on like your dash, um, where the news and stuff is there's like if you favorite tags, it, it comes up on there. Yeah. So I have, I have the Supernatural tag favorited, but mm-hmm. then I have like, different pairings favorited based on what I want to read because right. if I got to go through and be like Dean and Castiel Dean and Castiel Dean and Castiel <laughs> Dean and Castiel oh we've made it through page one Dean and Castiel Dean and Castiel <laughs> you know so like don't get me wrong there are some amazing Destiel fix out yes. there I like yes. w- one of the ones that I sort of brought to talk about today is Destiel fic and it's freaking sweet mm. there's some really really good ones out there but I don't know. I if I'm gonna read Destiel, it's got to be AU. I can't read canon compliant. Interesting. Destiel. Okay, but then also I think just like adding because I know in my first run through, I, I just think it's important to kind of stress too that if if you do like fiction, kudos it. You know, if you feel up for it, leave a little comment. It does a huge amount of. Yeah. I don't know. It, it makes it makes me warm and fuzzy inside when I hear, you know, when I when I read a comment. So I know that it's it's helpful, you know, for any of your favorite authors, you know, to get them give them that little jolt, maybe like, you know, to continue with stuff. Cause if you don't see that response, you don't really know if it's worth continuing to post. Again, for me, like kudos is great because I'm one of yeah. those, I like to lurk a lot. I don't comment right away. It takes me a while. And if I do, I'm usually already powered through a whole darn series and then I remember you know to comment something at the end um so that's just my little little take on it um but yeah Yeah. I appreciate you coming and chatting with me today this has been super fun absolutely hey if you want me to co-host I'm available all the time now we will have to do that (laughs) yeah um again just echoing what Sandra said even if you don't want to leave a comment I mean we love comments I love getting an email saying a comment has been left on blah blah mm-hmm. but if you don't want to comment seriously even if you like like a little bit of it even if there's just one line that you're like hey that's great <laughs> hey kudos because it's it's honestly it's so good for people out there that don't post any works on AO3 don't know how it works from the other side we get emails um they come in the morning for me my time um we get emails of everybody who's kudos star work in the last 24 hours and it's mm-hmm. so good yeah it's, honestly it makes my morning mm-hmm. and it's so good those of you who might be like regular 
readers, regular lurkers, and we see your name coming up again and again and again. And we're like, oh, look, they like my things. <laughs> and then Especially, you worry about them when you don't hear from them. I'm like, Wait, we do. What happened? <laughs> we <laughs> do. <okay. laughs> we do worry about you guys if you vanish or, you know, you don't, you don't kudos one thing, but maybe you kudos another. And we're like, oh no, what did we do? What did I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely there are names there are names certainly in mm. my readers that I look out for that usually come pretty early and if they don't I'm like oh no okay <laughs> oh no oh, right. did, did they unsubscribe from me do they not like me anymore that so please please part yeah of AO3 that really does bother me like you said that it's hard to make that connection and like you could leave a comment and then reply to a comment but if you don't get you know like within that certain time frame of like responding back they may not know that you've commented back if they don't have their notifications sent and it's like if you want to try to make another connection you kind of can't like it's kind of you have to throw like here here's where you can find me like email me here and maybe hope that somebody you know responds back to you or makes a connection or you put things on your profile that maybe make Mm -hmm. people search you out so yeah it's it's a little frustrating that way like the whole messaging aspect of it it's it's I have it yeah yeah. That was that was one of the main things that sort of made me move over to Twitter to connect with Dee because mm-hmm. I was reading her stuff and we were talking comments and then it'd be like days later and I'd have a thought that I wanted to share with her and I'm like, well, I can't leave another comment. That's weird. <laughs> I can't. I, there was no other way for me to contact her to be like, hey, I just had this thought or that thought. Yeah. It's funny talking about Winchester's Queen always always being there. Uh-huh. Um. You know, I have a follower, you've probably seen them around, uh, all about, I'm all about that moose. Yes, yes. And they kudos every single Sam thing that I write, every single one. Every time I see them, I'm like, oh, yay. And they don't kudos anything I write that's Dean. Nothing. I and feel like, like I've seen them on mine. And I think they might have done a, a couple of mine. Because I remember that name. And I'm like, well, why is some, somebody who's all about the moose? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I swear, God, like the last few. Like, I don't think that I don't think that person has realized what you've written yet that's Dean related. And once they get into it, I think they'll probably kudos it because you can't yeah. you can't not read that and yeah. not kudos that stuff. That stuff I is worthy of know. kudos, no matter what is going on. Well, I I, I think it is. I think it is. Obviously, <laughs> I'm biased, but I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. I've had to leave poor Sam hanging for the last few days because mm-hmm. I started writing it when I was getting over my sickness and mm-hmm. then we went on the phones at work mm-hmm. and that's I've got no brain left at the end of the day yeah it's hard so you're getting you're getting through a lot of new things and processes and stuff and yeah I hate, I hate when work gets in the way work gets in the way of the fun stuff yeah but, uh, oh no they missed they missed my last Sam thing as well oh see so yeah they, they just need to play they're, they're gonna play some catch up and then it's gonna be fine it's gonna yeah. be fine they missed my last something. Now I'm, now I'm checking through to see what they're like. They missed the Dean. They missed your Dean thick. I feel like they've done... I feel like I've seen the name. I'll have to go back and look. Because uh, I, I know that name. Mm. So. They missed in the dark. I know they've kudos date in Sam Winchester. But obviously that's like... You can't kudos every chapter, can mm-hmm. you? So. Yeah. Now, now I'm clicking through. Yeah, the last thing, the last thing they kudos in mine was a Dean thick. I'm so confused. <laughs> it was. Do you know what? It was freaking take what's given as well. So like, it wasn't mm-hmm. a gentle Dean thick. It was mm-hmm. yeah aggressively in your face. And 
and the one before that talk dirty to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're just behind. You know. See, this is what we were talking about in the first in the first episode when we were like, we miss you. Yeah. When you're not yeah. here, when we don't see you, we're like, are you okay? Yeah. I have to say that there was um, I think you it's Val um one of the when she always comments on on my yeah. stuff and I'll. I'll call her. I'll, I'll call her out on this one, just because it was the sweetest thing I'd ever had anybody do in terms of my writing. She um, she emailed me and she told me that um, she loved *A View to a Winchester* so much that you know she likes she likes physical books. So she went ahead and she had a book made out of um, the story. And I was like, oh, I said, you know, that's so great. I said, can you, you know, can you can you send me a picture of it? I'd love to. I'd love to see it. And she'd actually made a couple, she made one copy. She actually made a couple copies and she sent me pictures of it. And it was the sweetest thing. And she wrote like a little, a little dedication on the inside, like before she like knew what my, my pen name is for my, for my romance novels and stuff like that. And um, she said she was going to like send it to me, but I believe she lives in France and she probably figured out what the, cause she made an extra copy and she said she was going to send it to me. I pretty sure she figured out how much it was going to cost. <laughs> Yeah. Over to like, no, I'm not going to do that. But it was so. Hey, hey, if she puts it on eBay and you buy it on eBay, there's a global shipping program to do that. Oh, no, wait. No, no, she can't. Never mind. She's in the wrong country. Never mind. You could send to her, but she can't send to you. Fucking eBay. Was, I take dream. Yeah. I have dreams about taking calls. I'm Aww. insane. It was so sweet, though. I was so. I was oh, so that's touched really by nice. that. I was like, she, like, she likes to have it. She has it in her library, you know, along with all of the other books and. She said she's going to make one, I think, for Hunter and I think probably license, you know, when it's when that one's done, um, which I think is going to be done soon. But, yeah, I was just like that was like the sweetest thing. Like somebody enjoys your writing that much that, you know, they they take it upon themselves to go make a book out of it. I thought was just was amazing. Just awesome. I, I was just I was so I was much. over the moon about that. I was like. So every time I feel I feel down, I like I go back and go, you know what? Somebody made a book. <laughs> Yeah. you should write that you should put that like near your laptop and every time you feel like you're having a wobble you be like somebody made a book out of something that i wrote right somebody went and did that i'm awesome yeah i think the tags were probably you like i remember us discussing the tags are a little like you're not quite sure like how mm. the tag relates um, yeah. are, you, are you begging or do you have a begging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a great line from D because I yeah, remember running she saw about it from that, like, a completely different. And I was like, this oh. is, no, this is you can't tag it like that. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> I'm still mad. I haven't tagged any of mine begging, and I legitimately have both of the boys begging in some of my stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna go remedy that. We gotta do an episode on tags. Yeah, we do. That has to We're be a thing soon. That. I think. I think maybe after we, you know, after we get through maybe a couple more of these. I think like once this one goes out, maybe then we kind of like explore tags a little bit and yeah, and you know maybe even like do like a little exercise going through some of ours and like what would we what do we think we should add and because my whole thing is again it works so much better with a one shot than it does with a really long story because a one shot you know the tags you know everything is going to be in or should be technically what you're reading um with a really long story that tag might not show up until 
whenever. So I've seen some um, some authors where they'll tag particular sections, but usually it's like, you know, to me, that's just so much more work. But again, it would probably be worthwhile to do once things are complete would be to go back and maybe like tag certain parts. Um, you know, this yeah. has this in it, this has that in it instead of all, you know, across the board, because I don't want somebody expecting something and then having to wait you know, 15 chapters for that to happen. You know, and then that's like, mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we Absolutely. definitely need to do a tag one. We need to do that. I always, um, like I said, I don't tag my stuff until the end because mm-hmm. then I obviously I know what's in it. But if I'm doing something like uh, Step Into Christmas, which was more um, Want Your Bite, which was a few chapters long as well, mm-hmm. I tag chronologically. Mm-hmm. So I upload it with, the first set of tags for the first chapter mm-hmm. and then when the next chapter goes on I update the tags and go on again and I've seen a lot of authors be like um in the like notes or the summary of the story just be like check the updated tags or you know tags have been updated or they'll put it in the summary you know tags updated as as the story progresses which I think is probably quite a good way to to yeah. go about it yeah I've done that a couple times too but then I always tend to forget like especially like if a character gets introduced because then sometimes I'm like do I want to put we'll talk about it it's like yeah it's one of those things you just don't know um like what the best way is yeah go ahead just before we get back into recording mode Mm -hmm. what is this tag that you don't know what it means because that's going to bug me you have to tell me now I feel stupid because I don't know if it Dead dead dove? Is something about a dove? Oh, dead dove do not eat. Yeah, what is that? It means that the fic is dark. It means that it's like you know, sometimes an author will tag like um like their archive non-com. warnings. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. So they don't yeah. they just don't do archive warnings sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I don't see that. Like I don't see warnings, or it's like I will. But yeah, I saw that. I'm like, what does that mean? Okay, so dead dove doing it. So it's just that it's dark. I mean, I can handle that. I'm just like, how yeah. dark are we talking? Like, is it 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 usually means like you know, sometimes someone will tag something, but it's only sort of touched upon really briefly. Uh-huh. Dead dove do not eat means heed the tags because if it's in there, it will be in there in detail. So if it describes okay. like rape or character death or you know, like violence, things they're not like just that. mentioning it, they're actually probably yeah. going to have a whole scene that's describing yeah. what's going on. Okay. All right. That one tends to pop up on if stuff's tagged like Dark Sam or Dark Dean, mm-hmm. you tend to see Dead Dove pop up on them as like a warning that there will not be any redeeming features. Mm, of the okay. boys in this yeah, fic yeah don't feel bad though because i had to google that okay <laughs> the first time i saw it i was like what the frick does that mean i'm kind of see that's the thing like, i don't want to google certain things because i don't want <laughs> i'm worried about what's gonna pop up so i'm like uh okay maybe i just won't like you know read that one right now but now that i know what that yeah. one is it's not not too bad but yeah that main one was just and I don't, mm. like what is it is it is it referencing like uh, it's not like what is it why would it be a dead dove like that's what i'm not understanding like it, it what what am I, I not connecting that to is it i don't know where that one came from actually because when i hear dead dove i think of the band slipknot mm-hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't come from that okay um but i'm not sure where where it did come from yeah 
So maybe uh, I'll do some research, but like on my, on like maybe my old iPad that, you know, I don't have to worry about if something like it, it infects it or whatever, <laughs> I can just do it on that. I just don't want to like get into different websites or go into something and then like be, ah, no, I didn't want to go there. Get me out. <laughs> get me out right away. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'd like that. I think that would be, that might be a fun little thing, like talking about tabs oh, and stuff. Oh, I know where it comes from. It? Okay. I Googled it. The phrase comes from an arrested development meme in which Michael Bluth opens a paper bag labeled dead dove, do not eat, and says uh, deadpan, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> I would I would never have got that because I never watched Arrested Development. But yeah, no. that's where it comes from. And it just, okay. uh, it, Wikipedia would like you to know, <laughs> dead dove, do not eat, is a warning or tag used to indicate that a fan work contains tropes or elements that may be deemed morally reprehensible mm. without explicitly condemning the sensitive aspects. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, that makes, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I've, I think I watched Arrested Development like once, but not like paid a lot of attention to it, but so, all right. Now, now we've, we've, we've figured out that one. That's good. Yep. That's good. Yep. We've done that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Don't, don't feel bad though. Just come and be like, what, what does this mean? Because I'll Google it. I don't care. <laughs> I'll Google it. This is my private laptop. Nobody else uses it. I don't care what's in my search history. I'm already on lists. I'm already on so many lists. So many lists. So uh, take two. And also, hey, go us. We only, we didn't even go off track because we were talking about podcast stuff this before is true. it cut out. Yeah. And it's been like true. 35 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> Go us. Well done. Well done. Uh, so yeah, so do you think we just do you think we just try like we'll just I don't know, we could say like, I don't know, let's let's give it a go and wait a few seconds yep. and then you can start, then I can start. And I mean the nice thing is if we sort of get it right, I'm thinking like, you know, the French mistake, supernatural, we can just, you know, chop some things together and make some things work that way. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> oh, that recording in that episode. Oh my God! Because <laughs> I was writing, like when I was writing, I was writing whispering in parentheses. I'm like, I could imagine, you know, Dean going, "What?" Whispering back. <laughs> Just like I was like, okay. Just remember, don't say the stuff in in parentheses, and we'll be good. Yeah. Um, no, I I understand stage directions. I can <laughs> I can do this. No, I, I didn't know. Can... If, I didn't know if I could. Once I wrote it, I wrote it back. <laughs> <laughs> should put a post-it note on the computer yeah. no no brackets yeah don't, only don't words do that. don't do that only words so i'm just looking and it doesn't look like there's any cats coming to rub themselves on the microphone okay so because i still have the same problem not being able to shut the bloody door mm-hmm. yeah because if i shut the door you'll just hear him go meow. yeah yeah like i'm and then we'll have to somebody. explain that there's a cat in the bunker <laughs> Yeah. Hey, do you remember that Destiny L cat fic that I told you guys about? And yeah, I, was I, like, I think I have it. I have it bookmarked, but I, I haven't. I haven't started reading it yet. The Destiny L bit's creeping in now. Like they've they, they, they've had a conversation, you know. But no, nothing's re- nothing's really happened. But the cats are getting interested. Castiel's built them a whole ass shed and everything. It's great. I'm in it for uh, cats. Like outside, like he's he's making like an outdoor outdoor. They have the, the premise is that there are feral cats around the bunker. Okay. Um, and they found they found like where they were sort of living in this like dilapidated shed. Uh-huh. And Cass was like, I'm gonna rebuild that. So he did. <laughs> he rebuilt it and now they have like a nice little house. And there's a a, a Gregory Angel. Okay. They were definitely definitely mentioned in the show. 
Yeah, the the ones with I think it what was it that episode where Claire's mom had been kidnapped by them or whatever one of them. Yeah, oh, it, and it has a it different was. and it has a really it has a different blade, right? A Gregory blade is that? Is yeah. That, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, apparently there's one of them in the story, but he's a vet. Oh. He's just living as just a normal vet, um, okay. veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they call him out to come and check some of the cats over and stuff. And then there's this whole thing with, like, weird monsters. It's really good. It's, it's really amazing. I think, I think out of the three of us, I am the one that writes Sam. You guys it's sort of exclusively write Dean, don't you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I have the same feeling that you do about Dean like I I have an idea of Sam but I don't feel like I know him well enough to write him if that makes sense like I think I can do a I could do a decent job based off of like how many times I've watched the show but I still feel like I'd I'm missing you know something um with him I I would definitely be like just go for it just find find Mm -hmm. a picture of Sam or find a picture of Jared Mm-hmm. You know, like that one where he's not the old sweatpants picture, but the new sweatpants picture for the men's health. Okay. You yep. know, where like Dee was like, hey, have you seen this part? And I was like, babe, I wasn't even looking that far down. What the hell? <laughs> find find something like that that inspires you and just, mm-hmm. just run with it because that is what I did. And the Dean that lives in my head <laughs> is vastly different yes. to Cameron <laughs> Dean. Hey, we don't know. We don't know. We don't. We don't know. He might, you know, he might not be. But my, uh, my, my Dean is a good boy who does as he's told. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas my Sam is probably maybe more canon compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just find just find a Sam pick that you like that you're into, and then just just see what happens. See maybe what happens. maybe your Sam is. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. Yeah, to I'm do, trying to think of how I would because I, I, I mean, even yeah, rookie, rookie and Dean are different than Julian Dean, and you know, and even like um, yeah. Winter, you know, Winter and Dean is a little oh. different, you know. So it's it's. I I need I need you to know. Obviously, you can you can cut this out and not not put it in as part of a podcast or anything. But when I read Julian Dean, now I see that picture of you and Jess. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I imagine Julie now. She was kind of. She was kind of faceless in my head before. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you've done some description, but I tend to keep, keep them like, I don't yeah. tend to describe Not too much, you. but you know, you knew, you, you knew like Italian, that kind of like deal. And yeah. Stuff, but yeah, I had, I had like a, a sort of a bit of an idea and then shh, we don't tell Ted. Um, <laughs> Sandra, um, I don't know if it's going to make it part of the podcast or if it's just going to be our personal chats, but Sandra went to the Charlotte convention a couple of weeks ago a few weeks ago now and had a photo up with Jensen and her husband which was super cute very Mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. and then this is the part we don't tell Ted photoshop Ted out of the picture (laughs) the plexiglass I did some photoshopping I was like oh we are we we are we are letting them come together yeah that was yeah uh, yeah. that's so that's, that's that's my little inspo now you know every once in a while just I look at them like okay there we go that'll work That'll work. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 how I picture Julie in my head now. And also, like, <laughs> when it's like it's, it's like a scene that they're together, and I'm like, I know the height difference and stuff now. <laughs> I know, I know what it all looks like. So oh, yeah, it is. Shh, we're not we're not going to tell Ted. We're no. not going to tell Ted that you did no. that. No, we're but not. But that, 
that is definitely um because I didn't know what you looked like when you wrote um winter Mm -hmm. she again stayed kind of faceless yeah I did that on I, I really did do that on purpose with um with the winter one but with 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 Julie I think I gave a little hints and I I did I mean who's gonna who's gonna lie like I it was right at the beginning of COVID it was right when Supernatural was not going to be we didn't know if it was even coming back we didn't know what the state of the world was I'm like I am writing I'm like I am stuck home quarantine I'm gonna write this thing about basically me (laughs) different scenario with Dean Winchester as my neighbor and we're just gonna see what happens with it and yeah it was that's what started it off off you know for me too it was just like you know having that what if you know thing and just like you know I'm already thinking about it let me just put it down let me just write it let me just write it and see what happens so mm-hmm. yeah and I I yeah I, I, I realized like I was like once I once I kind of like gave you guys like you know pictures of me and then and then once that came out I'm like and we were wearing plaid. It was just like it was meant to be. It was good. It was, it was good. so cute. It was so cute. Yeah. I was um when I'm writing my stuff, because I write like um Sam reader, Sam mm-hmm. you. Um just to reassure anybody, I don't use the your name shortening mm-hmm. or anything like that. I don't like that. That's not a thing that I've I ever really liked. It it pulls me, it does pull me out of fake. Mm-hmm. Like I can power through. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some really great fix out there that, that use that kind of terminology i don't i tend to write it just as like you and your mm-hmm. kind of fudge the details if it needs a name mm-hmm. um you have to get creative pet. i think yeah. you can do it just to be creative about it yeah that's it use use a lot of pet names things mm-hmm. like that um but yeah i i sort of write from the perspective of the reader so i always imagine it's me <laughs> <laughs> and i just i think well if i imagine it's it's me and mm-hmm. I think well, what would I do in this situation then maybe whoever's reading it is also imagining it as them yeah absolutely that's you know that's the that's the that's the goal with that I think mm. I am I have, I have a little it's a little harder for me when I do reader I've done it a, I've done it a few times um but it's fun to give somebody else like you know you put yourself into that um kind of kind of detail where otherwise like and again I know I've talked about it I'm I'm more third person um and I've just started really doing more first person and the the second you know POV the U is is always like my uh, I don't know if I can do this kind of thing so that's like my challenge I've, I've done it a few times maybe I'll do it again um there's another series that I started a while back um and it kind of based one of the parts on um Winchester Winchester's Queen when we'd had a really great discussion about um her love for hot air balloons and what they do in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They had this great big fiesta uh, festival in October. And I kind of like based it around that and, you know, kind of like took her telling to me of like, you know, what it's like to set up a hot air balloon and, and kind of place Dean there with the reader and kind of like did it as sort of like a, a thank you gift, you know, to her um, for all that she'd like done to help me create that. And that's like, that's fun to do too. Like, you know, take something that someone gives you, yeah. but then give them, give them the ability to put themselves in there. So, yeah. Yeah. That's actually sort of writing that kind of thing is probably, probably one of my favorite things to write. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love, I love, I love writing smart. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the two fix that I have, the idling in the Impala um, and uh, loss and love, which are just general, idling in the impala is a no pairing and lost in love is is female male Mm -hmm. 
but they 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 were written to give an experience rather than tell a story mm-hmm. and I really really enjoyed that because mm-hmm. I think if you're telling a story you you have to focus on so many different things but if you're just <laughs> yeah if you're just writing a just writing an experience mm-hmm. um it's it's much easier and it's I find it really fulfilling yeah like write, writing Lost in Love. I'm not going to lie, I was crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was crying while I was writing it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, am I going to dedicate this to Cafe or not? <laughs> Maybe. You can imagine it's dedicated to Cafe if you want. Because I was just, I was so moved. And I was like, oh my God, she's so sad. I have to yeah. say. Yeah, no, I was, I was, as soon as I saw that. And then again, it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for it, but I was in bed and I was like, I opened up, I opened up my computer and I saw, I just started like before I even read it, I just started, I just started bawling and I was like, and then just the tears, it was, it was so, it was so needed. It was just really like at that time, you know, it, it, that experience yeah. that, that, you know, that comfort I've- was necessary. And I so love that you did that. Thank you so much. I still, I still it love was, that. It was just, I, I think we've been chatting and you like we'd had to go or something and I was just kind of sat there like I have too many feelings <laughs> and I need to make them not be anymore <laughs> so my husband I was still typing like 10 30 my husband was like I'm gonna bed and I'm like All right, I'm finishing this <laughs> it's like I had to, I've I'd like literally typed grammarly and posted that one mm. immediately because I was I was just like I couldn't I couldn't do anything. I couldn't couldn't make it better. I couldn't mm. fix it. I couldn't change what happened. There was nothing. There was nothing I could say to you mm-hmm. in our group chat. You know, it's it wasn't. I couldn't put a bandaid of a Jensen picture over it. You know. Yeah. There was yeah. nothing I could do, and I just, I just wanted you to know that I was like, I get it. Yeah. I know this is the only thing I can give you. Mm-hmm. And you it know? was so sweet. Yes, it was so sweet. I mean anyone that's if this bit makes it into the podcast we're an ocean away you know mm-hmm. so it's not like I can just be like Sandra I'm coming around and come and give you a hug and make you tea <laughs> so but I I really liked writing that and I idling in the impala was again kind of written for you and for D mm-hmm. even though it came off the back of a silly meme I was just like this is what I imagine yeah. it would be like yeah. and I it's really I think it's such a really nice thing to gift somebody yeah something absolutely. like that or like as you say put in like little bits like with Winchester's queen drawing on her experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the things that we've got going on at the moment where you put Sam's hair and things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like oh no it's <laughs> I saw that I saw that one <laughs> and then I put little bits in in my stuff and you're like what's that for me <laughs> it's yeah it's it's really nice it is really nice so I'm actually currently not I don't have any work in progress things because I tend to just write one shots Mm because I can't plot very well Um, I need to stop plotting because it just does not help me (laughs) it just 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 another thing that that ends up having to have to have to be done have to be finished so I don't know I keep saying I'm not going to do it but then I come up with another idea and it's like oh stop 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 no I don't I don't plot very well and uh, I write reader insert things because I don't particularly character very well either um if you ask me to invent a character it will usually be me 
<laughs> and if it's me, it might as well just be you. <laughs> so I actually, I really want to like sort of try my hand at like some third person character stuff, but mm. they'll, they'll have to be established characters. Yeah. And so female wise, who does that leave me with? Ruby? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amelia? No. Uh, Eileen? I don't feel like I could do her justice. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And then who have we got for Dean? Cassie? Again, I don't feel like I could do her justice. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's another. Where's Lisa? But again. Lisa. Yeah. yeah. So that leaves me with the boys. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. But I don't know how well it would go down with people who regularly read my stuff. I'm like, hi, bringing you all of the gay sex. All of the time. So do we want to talk about the wand? Because I did already do the recording for it. I don't know if you had a chance to listen. Um, I did. I did okay. listen to it. Yeah. How'd I do? How'd I do? Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Okay. I tell you, you've got like a great ambiance going on. Good. It's good. Good. You should read your own audiobooks. I, I might. I might do that at some point, at least maybe with the fan fiction. Maybe I might do that. Even though I, yeah. the one thing I don't like, I, I know I couldn't do is I can't do the male voices. So it's like, do I just you know, just read it because it's hard. Mm. It's hard to, I, I just feel like I wouldn't do it well. Um, I was even thinking about, there's gotta be a way to get an equalizer that would like turn my voice into like Dean Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally yeah, looking into that. I'm like, I need to look this stuff up and then figure out if that's a thing. Cause as long as you get the inflection, right. It's just a matter of how you know how deep it is that it actually sounds like a guy because saying sammy is really easy like that's that's all i could do is say sammy because everybody just does sammy and it's supposed to sound yeah. mean, you know where everything else just doesn't wouldn't kind of ring as true um i think but especially when you're doing some scenes i think it would get a little it would get a little be better to have an actual male voice i could probably no i was gonna say maybe i can get ted to do it but <laughs> i was gonna say can you bully ted into it can you be like baby baby read this you know me. what i could do i could just say here here's some lines all out of context just read that <laughs> and i'll just plug them in yeah exactly see you could do this you could you could trip him up you could uh, make him do that he would know why though he'd be like what are you doing he'd be like what are you doing just just go with me just go with it honey it's just, just a baby for the sake of the marriage just read this <laughs> With these lines, I, I'm not saying our marriage hinges on this. However, it would be really good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always go back to it because he was one of the ones that always used to say it was like happy, happy life, happy wife. And I always like throw that back. And I'm like, you know, if you want to make sure that you have a happy life, make sure that you have oh, a happy wife. My husband is not one of those people. Yeah. He's absolutely, he's not, bless him. Like he's, he's generally, he's very, very accommodating, but when mm-hmm. he's, he doesn't just give in willingly. No. no, and he doesn't either. That's kind of one of the things that it, again, it makes me angry, but yet I, I appreciate it. Like he doesn't really give in. Like, you know, he, when he digs his heels and he digs his heels in again, I think Dean would be that way about certain things. Like there's certain things he's not going to, He's not going to give on, you know, you have to be okay with it. I appreciate that Misha has said it's a romantic love. and You know, Castiel is romantically in love with Dean Winchester, mm-hmm. but consent is key, guys. Consent yeah. is key. And Dean Winchester did not reciprocate those feelings. 
So for me, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to, if you want to take that confession as canon, mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm not going to argue with anybody about it. Right. That's cool. But for me, it was never explored. You know, they threw it in and then they were like, boom, Cass is dead. Gone. Finished. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a steel cannon. It's like not quite the D part in the beginning. It's like you got the part of it, but they, they didn't give it a chance to, to breathe and and actually like, you know, let it play out. And, you know, there's, there's some really great um, podcasts. I think I'd mentioned one to you called the fangirl business. Um, Yeah. They really, I mean, they are dusty L shippers and I loved listening to their just their opinions and their comments and, you know, how much they loved the loved and hated, you know, that the spare episode and then how, how devastated, you know, they were after the fact that there was no, there was nothing after that in, in the show that, you know, kind of made it come full circle. So it's, yeah, that's it's, it's hard, you know, that was, that was kind of the thing for me mm-hmm. is that they had that big confession confession and they cut, to Dean just kind of standing there mm-hmm. and then it, that was it it was over and then it was never brought up again and I'm like you had time to wrap yeah. up so many plot threads that were mostly irrelevant but yeah. you couldn't do that one you yeah. know like I'm not being funny despair was the last thing they filmed wasn't it before they broke for COVID yeah yeah you all had like four or five months to be mm-hmm. like oh, maybe maybe we should maybe we should sit Sam and Dean down and maybe talk about it yeah and they didn't so for me, my interpretation is it's it's not not canon, but it's not like cast iron canon that every, mm-hmm. a lot of people seem to think that it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm not going to argue with anybody. You know, if 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 Destiel being canon is is what makes you happy, then mm-hmm. Destiel's canon. You know, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But for me, I'm just and I think I think it's really telling that Jensen has said nothing. Mm-hmm. on the subject even when he's been like directly asked at panels and he just kind of mumbles something about eh, the show's about love and it's about family and you know just kind of really brushes it off yeah yeah I and I think with just thinking about the whole process of the show in general and how many years it had 15 years but then all of the different showrunners, all of the different producers all of the different writers I was thinking about this the other day like Dean is really all the characters are, but like Dean in particular, like every writer who's had a chance to work on the character or plots or relationships, they all come in with a different idea or view. And he becomes this amalgam of all of these things that it's hard to say, you know, he's really not one creation. Like he may have started with Eric Kripke and had this this, you know, beginning, but, you know, at the end, there were so many other people that participated in this outcome that everybody's going to have a different view. Like Robert, I think it's Robert Barron's who wrote a lot of the, um, like the Castiel heavy episodes. And, you know, I think he wrote, he wrote despair and like, so anything that really had, um, Castiel as the main character in, in an episode, you know, and talked about his, you know, kind of gave, gave you insight into like maybe how his character was developing. You know, he has a very different view of the relationship that Dean and Castiel had that maybe like Bed, Ben, Bed, Ben Edlund had, um, you know, when he started writing 
um, you know, some of the episodes with Castiel and Dean and even Eric Kripke. Like, you know, I mean, Eric Kripke's like Midwestern dude, you know, and I think he has a very different take on the boys than, say, Andrew Dabb, which that man and the way, <laughs> the way he did the show towards the last four years, it was just like, I, I, I think, I think D had okay, sent please. that. I don't know if it was you or, or D had sent that like telephone tag meme of like all the different kids and like, you know, Andrew Dabb is the one at the end that just like wants to burn all the characters down and just like, you know, like just yeah. like, just, just smash all of your toys up and just, you know, total destruction. And I, it's hard because I mean, he's, he's was one of the writers that was kind of along from pretty much, I think the very beginning or close to it, like third or fourth season. I remember seeing his, his name, uh, you know, in terms of writing a lot of the episodes and I'm like, why did it end up that way? Like, you know, it's just, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's that, it's that Dean's kind of like just everybody's creation. And so even like in my head, like I think, okay, there's Canon and then there's head cannon and my head cannon is going to be different than someone else's too. Like how I, how I feel about Dean and how I perceive him is going to be a little bit different. I think the one, I know I'm going on about Dean and I apologize, but the one sweet thing no, about cool. it, you made it clear. You were like, <laughs> we gained an open hit. Sam will get his moment. Sam's going to get his vote. I am. I, I, I promise. I promise. But he's big he, enough. I could insert <laughs> anywhere I choose. He'll take up some space. Don't worry about it. But I just kind of feel that, you know, he he's whatever you need him to be. I don't know if you can say that about any of the other characters necessarily. Like, I, and I, this could be different for someone who's a big Castiel fan or who's a big Sam fan. But like for me, Dean is whatever I need him to be. But he's still very strong and protective and a pain in the ass and, you know, does whatever he wants to do and just kind of charges in. But, you know, you get this protective but vulnerable but trying to figure himself out too along the way. You wouldn't get that with 50, you know, with five years. Like, I mean, you needed 15 years for, for this. And I, I think that's why they make such a big imprint on us. Even Sam, like, I mean, Sam's, I, there's so many podcasts that I listen to just to get ideas from how people perceive. And there's one who's a very Sam loyalist. Like it's, it's two guys and they talk and they really talk in depth about just the show. Like there's no, there's no thirst. I mean, they do call them hunks and they kind of like play off of that, but they, they really talk about the show and the development of the characters. Uh, they do not like route 666's love scene. They are very opposed to the nipple play <laughs> in that scene with Dean and Cassie. So, Cassie yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, very opposed to that, but I'm try like, try it out guys. You never know what you might like, you know? They make they make paid. a big big deal about that. They are not they are not in with the you know the guys and the love scenes. And I'm just like, it's so weird to hear that because I'm like we're like all about that. Like we're give me all the give me all the gifs, give me all the gifts. Like I I just I, I need to see all of this in slow motion and all these different things happening. And they're just not. Oh but God, um, I in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's you know I just don't think you would get that without all the time. And, you know, I, I do believe that Jensen has, I mean, Jensen's the one that's had to read all those lines and act all those scenes. So I feel like he out of anybody has been with that character the longest. So I kind of would give him credence and like, whatever he kind of says, I, I would kind of feel is, is how you, how you should think about Dean. So that's just me on yeah. that one. 
No, I'm I'm exactly the same. I it was it was shared in the group chat the other day. Um, but it might have been by D. It was either D or you. I can't remember. Like, oh no, I might have just seen it on on the timeline. I can't remember. Anyway, it was um like four different scenes from from Supernatural with the um <clears throat> the actual script sort of mm-hmm. put into the picture, mm-hmm. and it was like here's what the 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 script said to say and then here's what Jensen actually said mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. scenes and you know some of them were quite you know quite quite a departure from what was actually written right. to what was you know filmed and made it into the show like in the the scene that shall not be named in the, in the episode that doesn't exist right because isn't it weird that season 15 ended on 19 episodes yeah the weird number to end the show on yeah and they didn't really they didn't really ever tie in you know any of those any of those other plot threads that they should have after that lovely little montage at the end but you know yeah, it was just, i don't know i would have gone for an even number personally but hey it's yeah. not my show yeah but yeah it was <laughs> i think i think the line that jensen was supposed to say like like my little brother or something like that and then what made it into the show was like my baby brother. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. just, you know, that, that real kick in the heart. God, you know, feelings. They, they know how to crush you. I mean, it's just like, I was, mm. yeah. yeah. I, I cried for like two hours. My poor husband didn't know what to do. I was just moping around the house going, it wasn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> for like the whole day, I was a mess. Um, But I, I'm with you. I will take Jared, Jensen, Misha jim mark i will take their opinion and their interpretation of a character over what the writers say or what the script says or yeah anything like that because jared and jensen they've spent 15 years with these guys Mm -hmm. there's no no showrunner no writer no producer no no director that knows sam and dean better than they do yeah so agreed for the destiel thing I will take I will take Misha's opinion. For Misha, mm-hmm. it was a homosexual romantic declaration of love. Probably not how I would have gone about it, babes, mm-hmm. but fine. But I think it's very, very telling that Jensen has said nothing. Yeah. And also, as much as I'm still mad about that answer from Jared, and I am still mad about it, and that video you linked is sitting in my watch later. It's just sitting there on YouTube and I see it when I scroll through my watch later and I'm like, I'm going to be ready for that one day and I'm going to go yeah. and I'm going to listen. As much as uh, he was doing so well and then it all went off the rails yeah. and then he couldn't bring it back. And I saw but Jensen if- trying and I was like, oh, and then Jensen started making it worse too. And I'm like, oh, guys, guys, like. I, it, they need to hire somebody to just stand behind Jared at all times and one of those sticks that just like you know hooks him, hooks him back just a little bit and gives him a little tug like nope nope <laughs> nope just reel it in the hand over his mouth and just goes stop it think about what you want to say stop talking and think but it for me it was the like <clears throat> almost like the indignation you know he really jumped in and was like that is not what it's about that is not what this show is about you know, it's yeah. about family it's about love and he and he was doing fine until he equated queer love with incest, and uh, yeah. he lost he lost me there. Not gonna yeah. lie, yeah. I was gone by that point. I was like, please stop talking, Jesus, shut up. <laughs> but up until that point, you know, the the real sort of spirit he went in to, you know, dispute that point mm-hmm. made me think. I wonder if they've had a discussion in the background, mm-hmm. and Jensen, 
Because if Jensen says now, nah, it wasn't, that's not what I think Dean took from that. Oh, the fan is going to explode and he's going to be homophobic forevermore. And it's going to be a whole thing. He's tired now. He can, he he said nothing and now he can never say anything. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really telling that, you know, Jared almost jumped in to defend maybe Jensen's point of view with his own words. And it just didn't work. It just didn't, didn't work. It was, it was cool right up until that bit. Like I was yeah. with him up until that bit. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm with you. I can see what you like. Yeah. Because they have always said the show is not about romance. It's about family. Mm-hmm. About the brothers. It's about family. And yeah, there have been girls along the way and that's fine. But I think a lot of people focusing really heavily on that last confession, like that is the making of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not low. Yeah. It's I think not- my main thing, I was just like, I remember just being like stunned when Castiel started talking and I was like, I I remember I was like, I was hunkered like right next to my husband on the sofa and he started going and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, they're doing this. And my husband's like, what are you talking about? And he really, it's funny because like, you know, I, I talked a little bit about, you know, the shipping and, and the pairing and stuff like that, but he really didn't get it. And still like the way, like his viewpoint, like heterosexual male, like, you know, he, he, he doesn't, he didn't get that. Like on the rewatch, you know, we start to pick up a little bit more based off of, again, like what we've been told. But when, when he started going, I was like, oh, they're, they're going to do this. And I was like this. And I, and I, I mean, I got emotional because I was just like, it was, it was amazing to me that they were going to do this with two characters, but then it didn't go with the way that I, <laughs> I yeah. thought it was going to go after. And I'm like, no, I'm like, don't do that. And then have us lose this character that we love and that we know Dean loves in some way, shape or form. Like this is family mm-hmm. at the base level to him, whether it's, you know, family that becomes romantic or family that's like a brother or, you know, you know, it's just, it, it was, it, it, it was this, I, I could see how devastated people that really shipped Destiel so hard and wanted that would would feel at the end of that how betrayed you know you would feel by that like you give us something and then you you take it away that whole queer baiting and 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 different things like that like I mean there's there's so many essays and you know videos about about that that could go on and on and you know I'm not even going to get into it because I can't do it as as well or do it justice but seeing that was just like I was I was I was excited and happy you know for Cassiel and then it was gone. And I'm like, and even like Dean, like I could see the look on his face of just trying to process, you know, what he's hearing. Like you don't, you don't give somebody all that info dump and then kill them. And then what, what, what is, what is he supposed to do with that? Like, so, you know, again, like Dean internalizing all of that, but then mm-hmm. not giving him a chance to talk to Sam who, you know, whatever you think Sam was the outsider looking at this relationship and I know he was trying to figure it out too because you always get those like cute little like triangles of them like discussing and Sam like being in the middle of of them talking and like either trying to help or just like sitting back and watching and you would think out of everybody he would have you know Dean would have taken the time to talk to Sam about that like that scene right before Lucifer comes in and you know 
pretends to be Castiel on the phone, which it, again, another thing that did not need to happen should not have happened because it was just another, oh my gosh, for the fans. And then they get devastated by Lucifer being on the other side of the door and not Cass, you know, and Dean's reaction I mean, to that, you know, honestly, that, that, that was really cruel. Yeah. And I think that gets, that gets, that one thing gets lost a lot. Mm-hmm in the talk about the finale but that was that was cruel because it's horrible it's, it's supernatural people die and come back all the time yeah yeah you know, dean's, dean's death counts like you know like 500 nearly 500 <laughs> close mystery spot yeah <laughs> 400 and some you know i don't think i don't think you've earned your wings on supernatural until you died and come back at least once yeah agreed. you know maybe maybe even twice mm-hmm. so to like sort of you know end it end it with that and then and then Castiel dies. And like I thought it was such a really good ending for Castiel. Like the, bef- before it turned it was, and, and I suppose I suppose all of it on, on the base level before you start sort of delving into the layers of Dean and Castle's relationship. Mm-hmm. On the base level, it was I thought it was a really nice ending for Castiel because he'd made this whole transformation from this, you know this angel that came in 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 season four mm-hmm. and you know he was a soldier and he was really like aloof and yeah you know like made threats to the boys you don't do what we want you to do we will end you we will blow up your world you know really told the the company line basically and mm-hmm. he'd been through this whole arc and then at the end he was like i fell in love with humanity because mm-hmm. of you yeah. you know you were a job and now I've gone through this whole this whole process and I'm like it felt like a fulfilling character end. You know, he'd 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 moved, he'd grown, he'd changed. It, it was fine. And then so you you have that ending and you're going, Oh, that's awful, Paul Castiel. And you know, you like us and we're crying on the sofa and have our husbands going, Baby, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and we're going that was me my poor husband and just for the record my husband is much like yours you know totally heterosexual male so i'm like yeah you know people on twitter are saying destiel's canon and he was like no and i'm like you watched the same scene i watched dude it was a declaration of love and he was like yeah but it was like family love not like yeah. romantic love he he like i don't i think i could go and ask him now Mm-hmm. He would still say that he doesn't think it was a romantic declaration of love. Yeah, but he's, he's picky about that kind of stuff. I like to torment him with like popular, popular ship pairings of like TV shows that he likes. <laughs> like he's he's a huge Walking Dead fan. I'm like, you don't even want to know how many Rick and Daryl fix there are out there. And he's like, oh my god, shut up, because I'm mean. <laughs> but so they had this whole ending for Castiel, and then obviously there was like the gap in the airing because of COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. So everybody and everybody knew was talking about it that Jensen had had made changes to the final episode through mm-hmm. the lockdown. So you've got like supernatural. Everybody comes back, you know. N- nobody, un- 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 unless you're a girl, then then you tend to stay dead. Yeah, um, mentioning no names, Aaron, <laughs> Joe, Charlie. <laughs> you know, if you're male, you tend to come back to life. Yeah. So we've got we've got that. And then we've got the whole the whole COVID lockdown. You know, nothing had been filmed for the finale. Everything was up for debate, discussion, and change. So we come back, we're doing the final two episodes. And then they throw out that, you know, genuinely awful, like, Castiel voice. And everybody was going, 
oh my god he's back mm-hmm. you know because that's just such a normal thing like people die every day yeah and then it wasn't and i just think that it like i said it goes undiscussed because when people talk about the finale they tend to talk about the episode that shall not be named mm-hmm. rather than the sort of season 15 finale yeah and it was just so needlessly cruel yeah it was just like a twist just once the knife's in like you don't need to twist it like you just don't need to do that and I feel like they just uh that 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 scene sticks with me a lot as being like one of the things that I just I hate the most about I mean there's few things about episode 19 but that one in particular you know they they had a chance to talk about things and discuss they really could have and they could have done more you know, in the, mm. in the one episode that didn't happen, you know, they just kind of gave everybody a little bit of time to spotlight, you know, that and not just, uh, well, we, we're, we're going to, we're going to go, we, we could just, this would be another hour. <laughs> yeah, it really would. I just think for me, when, when we talk about the ending of Supernatural, it, for me, it ended with them driving off into the sunset mm-hmm. yeah. and you don't know what, you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. They've, they've defeated God. You know, it's cool. They've sorted Jack out. It's it's all gravy. You don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to drive off into the sunset and keep hunting monsters? Are they going to go live an apple pie life? Mm-hmm. Are they going to go and get really, really, really drunk? Probably. <laughs> but it's that kind of ambiguousness because, okay, yeah, they, like, I think Dean was supposed to be, like, 41 at the end of at the end of 15 not at the episode that should not be named mm-hmm. i think i think the characters still don't know about that right they they still they nobody can decide how much time has passed yeah. with that one either which is another annoying little factor again but it's like, perception it's how it's how somebody views it you know that i mean they really could have locked that down though they had like an additional oh, yeah. five months they could they really could have been like oh 10 years later or whatever they do that all the time like 24 hours earlier three days later you know a week i'm like okay come on just make make a decision on on that yeah. one you give us something i don't know i feel like they wanted to leave it they wanted to leave it open to interpretation mm-hmm. you know like as sort of loose as possible so people could go oh hey it's, it's 10 years down the line and they've had this wonderful life and you know dean's eating all the pie he could ever eat miracle and- would not be that spry miracle would not be no. able to jump on the bed absolutely <laughs> not we'd be lucky but- if miracle was still there exactly <laughs> But it's like you could have you could have given a, a definitive date. Yeah. So for me, I I have to take nineteen as the series finale as well because they drive off into the sunset and it's got that beautiful montage of everybody that we've lost along the way, and it it could have it could have ended right there if they had not done that that episode that we won't talk about. I I would have been cool with that. I don't think there would have been a lot of fans that would have gone, hey, but you forgot about vampire mimes you know god that was i know jensen talked about it and he was like well it had to be something every day we don't have any more big bands to fight but see we all we all could we all could have been spared the scene that didn't happen in the episode that never aired we could have been spared the dean wig and then they left it open and they made like honestly they made more questions than they answered with that episode because mm-hmm. it, it's come up a lot in cons sam's son D- dean jr had had the tattoo mm-hmm. Did, was he a hunter did sam keep hunting you know all you had to do was just give the kid long sleeves 
<laughs> or just not even put it on there and That's be no like, idea. It, well, the boys didn't show theirs, did they? So, mm-hmm. you know, if if Samson had, had the tattoo, he had it on his chest like his dad. Because yeah. the kind of thing is like, I think, and I know that we're going to talk about we're going to talk about like D and Rookie and sort of bringing that together. But she did a really clever thing in the start of Rookie when Dean takes her to get the tattoo. And he's like, no, you have to put it somewhere that no one can see because mm-hmm. people that see it, who know what it means, it makes you a target. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was really clever. Like, cause it's right, isn't it? Yeah. Samsung's walking down to, I don't know, Walmart or whatever. All it takes is, cause we don't know. Again, a question that was never answered. A monster still there? Did Jack destroy them all? Mm-hmm. We don't know. So he's walking to Target. All it takes is a demon and be like, aha. Yeah, just a demon at the cashier, you know, like just seeing that and then like, oh, we got, we got one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they, all they had to do was just not do that. And I realized it was done as like a, there's a next generation of Winchesters. But it just, it made more questions than it answered, guys. Yeah, we I know think, there's I a next generation it, of Winchesters. Yeah. You yeah. put that silly thing on his little dungarees when he was a baby. <laughs> I'm going to just, excuse me, I'm just get my mom's soapbox out for a minute. You don't do that with anything because someone who wants to nick your kid knows his name now. Yeah, yeah. And not like, not every parent follows that. I appreciate that. I have friends who have like, you know, those little dummy clips with the names on them and stuff. Yeah. Or they put them put them in the back of the car like you know those baby on board things where they have little timmy or whatever yeah in in the back of the car and when i was pregnant with my oldest my oldest boy jay um i was in the supermarket with my mum, and we were in we were in the car park and she was like look at that and it was one of those personalized little baby on board things and she was like anybody wants to take that kid they know its name now don't ever ever buy anything like that for jay Mm. and it it really it stuck with me mm-hmm. really hard so i've never i've never given my kids personalized things that they would wear out of the house right like they have like my oldest boy is too cool for that kind of stuff now but he had like a door plate on his door it's like J ah has one on his door because he's still little mm-hmm. you know they've had like pajamas with their names on and stuff but it's all been in the house right because right. i just could not get that out of my head mm-hmm. that if I put them in something with their name on or somebody who wants to to take them for any reason has to do they've got their name yeah young children respond to that it's like they say don't put your name the pet's name on a on a tag if your pet goes outside for the self same reason mm-hmm. so oh this is really cute seeing Sam and Aileen fight me and walking through the <laughs> through the park with baby Dean. And I've realized they needed us to know that he'd call the boy Dean. But all I could think was, oh no, someone can take that child. Please don't put those dungarees on him again. But the fact Jeez. is, like they, they had they had a montage. They could have found another way to like show his name. You know, I mean they mm-hmm. had him studying, they they showed pictures, they could have had something, you know, with a picture on the mantle and you know, Dean's like Dean Jr.'s name somewhere, like even like let's say he won a trophy doing something or yeah. something like that. Like there could have been other ways to keep it. And again, I know it would have been it wouldn't have been the same impact of seeing that baby and knowing that baby was named after Dean. But I still think 
yeah, that it, that that didn't ring true to like Sam, like you know, and his wanting to protect it. Because if you want to protect your family and you're you're telling your kid to get a tattoo, but yet when he's like a toddler, you're sticking his name on his jumper and like you know not thinking anything of it. It's mm-hmm. like, and it you know, Eileen would not have gone for that either. It just wouldn't have no. been a thing that she would have done. So, I mean, if they were if they wanted to keep it, um, you know, to still be quite quite a young child. You know, the it's really popular in America to do those little boards, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. my first day of kindergarten or whatever. I see this all the time. Just have a picture of that. Or just in the nursery, the same way that, you know, um, oh, I'm gonna forget her name, Jack's mom, how she put Jack's name like in the mural. Yeah. Just do something like that. Like, you know, they're they're very creative with set decoration and and all of that. Like they could have oh. done something like that and it would have been immediate and you would have known, you know, that it was Dean Jr. Um, but again, that like this been, is all that high, would have been so good yeah, though. This is hindsight, you know, us, us playing, you know quarterback and all that stuff like after after the game is after the game is done like you know oh there's so many yeah. different ways they could have done it but yeah i i agree some of it just didn't feel like something that sam would have done if you have not listened to the fangirl business podcast like the way they dissect it like they they really give the writers a lot more credit that the writers were really thinking so in depth and layered but i'm like nope that is all Mm -hmm. you ladies you are coming up with all that great stuff because i'm guaranteeing the writers were not thinking about that but they talk in detail about the montage and they really break it down by like the scenes that were picked and what the interpretation could be and the fact that there's an there's um from the fan fiction episode in season 10 they they mentioned that you know they used this the intermission um curtain scene in the montage and they're like this is the point where they're like kind of like handing it over to the fandom and like okay and if they'd ended it at 19 well we're already doing this now like anybody who writes fan fiction or who talks about the show we usually, not everybody, but we see it being different, like having different endings for them mm-hmm. that are more satisfactory for what they deserve, you know? And it would have, it really would, I mean, it wouldn't have been perfect, but I don't think any series that's been on the air that long would have been perfect. You're never going to please everyone, but it would have mm-hmm. given us that, like you said, riding off into the sunset very similar to the ending of fan fiction you know that episode where they they ride off and it kind of like you know goes and it mirrors that mural that sweet mural of like the road so far like in the background and they kind of do the same thing and it's like you could have just had them do that and just leave it up to everyone else as to what happens and give them those endings that yeah it's it's and we uh, all would have been spared that wig Yes. We, all, we all would have been spared. We all would have been. Oh, God. They had to have enough <laughs> budget. So, there's a part that there genuinely is a part of me that thinks, you know, like Misha, or, or I mean, Misha wasn't that, but somebody must have gone, nah, nah, tell him it's this one. Like, as a prank that they did on camera for once. Like, that, there has to be. 
I just I have this vision of Jensen just going to wardrobe and being like, right, okay, I know you've got that one right. But oh like imagine if we use this one. And we're not gonna say anything. We're just gonna be like, yeah, no, this is this is this is the wig for older Sam. But I don't see how Jared would have been okay with that. You know, I just don't see him like putting that thing on and being like, this is yeah, this is this is how Sam's hair would have turned out. Like I just don't I don't see it that. It really <laughs> wouldn't. It really wouldn't because I mean I, we all know it was wardrobe, but Sam has Sam's hair looks good in every season. Like it's never like I don't I don't know if this is this is a like a, a cultural British thing. I don't know if it, if it crosses the pond, but over here, guys that wear their hair long mm-hmm. tend to just neglect it completely. So you're more likely to see, you know, it's really stereotypical, but that kind of like stereotypical greasy neck beard. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it is quite rare if you're just like wandering around to see someone with longer hair, a guy with longer hair that's that's well kept, that's well maintained. Yeah. You know, and Sam's it was always clean. Yeah, it was always you, great. Usually. I mean, we we could we need to do a ranking at some point of like, you know, Sam hair, because we know which season you think is number one. But I mean season it's eight always like... talking, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but like even in, I know like even even in the early seasons when he had that like weird Bieber fringe going on, it was weird. The very early seasons, it was clean, you know, mm-hmm. it was maintained. It looked like he'd shown it a brush at some point. Yes. Like it, know, had, it had seen a brush at some point in its life. One thing about Mystery Spot that I appreciated was you could see Sam's hair had not been washed or taken care of. As the mm-hmm. scenes go on, that's the one thing that I was like, oh. <gasps> It's been a long time that he's been getting up and probably not even showering. I said, look at that boy. His hair is greasy and it does not look like typical Sam hair. So he takes care of his hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's you like I I've said it about Jared. He kept he kept kept his long hair, you know, mm-hmm. between he could have at any point petitioned for Sam to have a haircut. Yeah, I, I know. I know they wanted to juxtapose the brothers in the beginning. That Sam was, you know, like he was in college and he was being all liberal, and Dean was still kind of living the the regimented life with John. Yeah, military but after, style after, cut. Yeah, yeah. After that, they he could have done anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he, they really could have cut Sam's hair if they wanted to, but Jared didn't cut it. So obviously, in real life, he enjoys having his hair that long, or, or his wife enjoys having his hair that long. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh goodness! I definitely had a point. I was going. Say <laughs> threw you off with mystery spot and then about his hair, the wig, and just not being yeah not being kept, you know, and all, and all that kind of thing. And if I think it has a correlation too, like if it's long hair and beard, I feel like that's where it gets kind of for some people. Like they don't maybe take as good care of it. I kind of feel like you got to go one or the other. Like my husband has a beard not really long hair. And I feel like he tries to take care of his beard more. I feel like if he did the hair and the beard long, that's where it would kind of get off the rails kind of thing. My husband has both. He has long hair. Um, but he's also married to you, so he knows what he needs to do. <laughs> yeah. His, I've got to say, his hair is the one that if he's going to let something slide, it's the hair. Mm-hmm. Very protective over the beard. Like our bathroom is full of beard stuff. So so many things in there. Yeah, I've re- I've remembered the point. Thank you. I've remembered my point. So in the show, obviously, Sam, the character, obviously enjoyed having long hair, and he took care of it. Fifteen years, he took care of that hair, and he endured the mocking from his brother. Mm-hmm. 
and I put I put it in the group chat. Dean's hair doesn't exist without a hairbrush, a hairdryer, a comb, and some products. But let's all rip on Sam for his long hair when we know you're 30 minutes in that bathroom, Dean. <laughs> sorting it out while Sam's just there like, man, it takes me five minutes to run my fingers through it, friend. Yeah. No, so, I agree. <laughs> I just found that so strange that they would be like, nah, Sam would just, he'd just let it go wild. Instead of Sam would shave his head in grief, Sam would cut his hair off, Sam would never cut his hair again mm-hmm. because his brother loved mocking him for it. Like, there are a lot of places they could have gone with, gone with Sam's relationship to his hair and his brother. Yeah. And Doc Brown was not one of them. Yeah. And especially since he actually, like my, just knowing that there was a connection, the scene, you know, with the horrible wig where like, you know, he's in, he's going to sit in the Impala. So if he's, if he's there, he has, he's, there's, there's a connection with Dean that he hasn't let go of yet. Mm-hmm. And so I would think he wouldn't have given up you know, all of those other things about himself. Like, I, I don't think it'd be in like total despair. It'd be like, you know, he would have kept going as far as he could, you know, like he was told to do in, in the episode that didn't happen, but still like he, he would have, he would have kept going. And I don't think that that would have been something mm-hmm. he would have let slide. So yeah, it was, it was really weird. I just, a weird, a weird they could have just sprayed something in his hair to make it look a little great. They could have dyed it a little bit. I mean, there's so many things that like male, like hair products are so much simpler than, you know, what women have to do to their hair. And I'm just like, they could have done something. It just could have been like salt and pepper. You know what I mean? Like it could have been yeah. so many things, but no, they, nope, actually, we went all about brown, didn't we? So we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about idling in the Impala, you can reach us on Twitter at idling in the letter D Impala or send us an email at idling in the Impala at gmail.com. Or if you want to find me on AO3, my username is Drasna, D-R-A-S-N-A. On Twitter, it's S Kyle, K-Y-L-E, writes W-R-I-T-E-S. Or you can find me on my website, sandrakyle.com, where you can find some of my original fiction. Yep. So that's where you can find Sandra and the podcast. And in absolute contrast to how everything else in our lives, where Sandra is totally organized and I am a chaotic demon, mm-hmm. we're completely opposite here. Mm-hmm. You can find me, AO3. I'm Carly Karma. I make the same reference every episode, guys. However, you think that spell, it definitely isn't. So that's Kilo, Alpha, Romeo, Lima, Echo, Echo. And then Karma, as you would spell it normally. And the same on Twitter, Carly Karma. I've got the same profile picture in both places as well, in case you think, hey, I wonder if I found someone with the same weird name twice. Probably haven't. It's probably me. Mm-hmm. So reach out, you know, contact us about the podcast, contact us personally, come give us a look on AO3, tell us if you hate what we do, if you love it. Just reach out, get in touch, let us know what your thoughts are. Thank yeah. you very much for listening. Thank you so much. And we hope to. Talk to you again soon. Bye. Yep. Bye, guys. If three different types of pie can't tear him away from the television, nothing will. God, I hope the movie's done by now. All I know is I am deserving of some hair care tonight. By hair care, you mean running your fingers all through Sam's. Absolutely. Well, 
baby's back safe and sound, and we've got some boys to see. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Who knows? Maybe next time we'll give you the keys to take her for a spin. Where's the pie? Look at these chemicals. You even read the label? No, I read pie. The rest is just blah, blah, blah.